Hi, everyone. I'm Mike Crow, one of the founders of Mitten Getaways Glamping Company. Thanks for tuning into our podcast, The Mitten Minute, produced by Woodall's Campground Magazine and sponsored by Outdoor Alliances, which provides digital marketing services to campgrounds, RV parks, and glamping properties. Our show is all about our journey to open a glamping resort here in eastern Michigan. You can learn more about what we have planned at mittengetaways.com. By now, I hope everyone knows what glamping is and how we plan to do it, so we'll jump right into today's show. We're going to step back in time for a bit and talk about our experience developing a website for our business. That may be boring to some. Uh, it is true that the actual process of building the site can be painstaking and tedious at times, but I really love crafting something that our guests um, would find attractive and functional. And since we were building the website before our physical resort was opened, this was our big opportunity to portray our vision before actually breaking ground. Now, I've seen the question posed before, or at least Google has based on the results of searching it, but do you need a website for your business? Some might argue that social media is enough or that websites are becoming maybe a thing of the past. I think that can be true for certain businesses. Like if you sell a product, you have lots of options like selling on Amazon or Facebook or Shopify. And if you have a service, there's a lot of third-party apps out there to list on, like contractors listing on Angie's List, restaurants on Open Table or DoorDash. Most of us know there's lots of channels out there for booking at campgrounds and glamping resorts. But despite having these channels available to us, I definitely advocate having a campground or an RV park or a glamping resort uh, to have its own website. Uh, these third-party channels or even social media aren't ours. They, they don't allow us to tell our full story. They're a template and we just plug in information as it's available uh, or as there's places for it on these third-party channels and uh, social media. So that's why we chose to have a website for our business. And as soon as we decided to have a website, we knew we needed a domain. Uh, we wanted to get that as soon as possible. Uh, the domain was going to be a part of all our website pages and potentially our, our business email address. Amazon.com or Michigan.gov are a couple of examples of domains. Uh, we wanted to keep it simple and also clear, uh, clear what the business uh, represents or, or, or what it's pointing to. People are going to go to our page uh, or email us using that domain, and we want to make sure it's not prone to a lot of typos due to being lengthy or irregular. Uh, for us, we knew mittengetawaysglampingcompany.com was way too long, and while shorter, we didn't feel something like mggc.com was clear enough. Mitten glamping was already taken, uh, but it wasn't in use. Uh, thankfully, that was the case because we ended up selecting mittengetaways.com, which we feel really uh, pleased with. Now, a website domain is something you can get from whoever's hosting your website, like Wix or Squarespace or GoDaddy, uh, but you can also buy it separately. We actually purchased ours from Google Domains, uh, and thankfully, it was only $12 a year. 
And we started with Google because we actually wanted to also use that domain for our business email address under Google's suite of services for businesses. Once we had the domain, which was all the way back in summer of 2023, we wanted to make use of it. We weren't ready for a full-blown website, but we at least wanted a landing page for people to get the coming soon message uh, from us and also to collect subscribers to grow our uh, contacts. So that's what we stood up. Now, thankfully, I have some experience designing websites. I'm definitely not a professional, but I know enough to do some things independently. Uh, I built a site for my local pharmacy association, uh, for a consulting company that I started, and for my church. Uh, I found one website builder called Wix on the second site that I got a chance to design, and I found that it was really rich with a lot of features and intuitive or easy to use. Uh, so that's all I've ever used since is Wix, and uh, I don't get paid for referrals, but I do recommend it, mostly based on my lack of experience with other builders, um, knowing that it, it gets the job done for me. It has tons of features and, again, is very intuitive to use. Now, for a premium Wix plan, which is what I think most uh, people with a business would opt for, uh, it costs around uh, or just under $400 annually. Um, unless if you purchase it more than one year at a time. And that by, by purchasing that plan, it gives you some support, takes away the Wix branding on the site, uh, and offers some other benefits. Uh, we wanted to have a merchandise store on our site, so that was about another $200 a year for the e-commerce bolt-on. And then later on, we decided uh, to add on our email marketing, uh, which was another uh, $200 per year. Uh, we were already paying about $150 for MailChimp for our email marketing, and we found that the integration with the website, with Wix, made it worth that extra $50 a year to have it all under one dashboard. So all in all, for those of you keeping track of the cost, it worked out to be about $60 a month for our website, our domain, email marketing, and our online store. And that's after accounting for us purchasing two years at a time. And we decided this was an investment we were willing to make before opening our resort. Knowing that, uh, I, I got to work brainstorming and mapping out the site, uh, the more in-depth site. Uh, I looked at a lot of other websites, uh, some belonging to glamping resorts, some not even part of the hospitality industry. Uh, I looked for things or aspects of those sites that made them attractive and easy to navigate. And I merged those into what we knew we wanted on our site. Uh, this started out as just a list of things uh, for the website, but I soon organized it into an outline. I realized that having an organized outline or a framework would, would save me time uh, when I sat down to decide, uh, design the site. Uh, and if I used a professional website designer, it would save us money too, making it easier for that person to, to create the site. So uh, I thought I'd spend the rest of this episode talking about what was in that outline or what we planned for our website in the first iteration. Uh, first, I included aspects from our brand, uh, the logos, colors, fonts. I had them organized in a, a cloud folder for me that I could easily share with someone else that uh, potentially could be helping me with the site. I also gathered all my links uh, for our social media pages and our contact information. 
uh, like our address and phone number. We knew we would want these things on our site uh, to direct people to our social pages and, and give them a way to contact us. And then I organized the images and videos we'd potentially use on the site, also putting them into a cloud folder for easy sharing and, and access. Uh, being that our resort wasn't open yet, we had to rely on a lot of stock images. Uh, thankfully, Wix and I think a lot of other uh, designing platforms offer quite a few high-quality stock images for free. Uh, there were even glamping specific images and videos, which uh, kind of impressed me. After getting these general theme-type items together for the site and outline, uh, I had to get into the actual content. I started with the header and the footer, the part of the site that's at the top and the bottom of every page of the website. And these two components usually contain your site navigation, uh, a menu of pages in the header, and something usually a little more laid out, like a listing of pages in the footer. Uh, we kept with that kind of norm uh, with websites and, and how we designed ours. Uh, we also wanted the option uh, for booking to stand out, so we gave that uh, its own menu heading. Initially, we had a subscribe option in the header, uh, but we dialed that back and moved that uh, to the footer of the website. Uh, that fulfilled part of our intention to keep the header simple and organized. Uh, and today on our site, if you go to it, you'll notice we have four main submenus. First, there's a quaint. And this is how our visitors can get to know us. We see that as kind of the first step. There's, there's the About Us page or Meet Your Host page, our podcast, newsletter, and blog, our partners, and a Contact Us page. Then we move on to Experience. And this section is all about the experience when you are a guest at our resort. We have a page about our community, expectations for the actual resort, events in the community, and on-site at the resort, and information on booking group outings. Next is reserve, and we use this for not only reserving a stay, but also for purchasing event tickets and what we call reservables, uh, the, the extras that require an appointment, like using the barrel sauna, for example. And then finally, in the header, we have shop, and that's shopping for anything tangible, from merchandise to gift cards to a membership in our loyalty club. So there's those four menu items and our logo. That's all we have in our header. Like I said, we wanted to keep it simple. The next thing, and a big thing to think about, was our homepage. This was really important. It's where many will first encounter our brand and our business, and uh, we wanted to make a good impression. So we had some goals that we set up for our homepage, and that was the first one. We wanted to make a great first impression. Uh, we also wanted to explain what we do and sell our experience. We wanted to make it personal, and we wanted to demonstrate credibility. So for making a, a great first impression, we had a, the, something called a hero image. That's kind of the oversized banner image or video that's at the top of your website, uh, what your website visitors see first when they go to the page. And we wanted simplicity. Uh, there on that, that kind of header and hero image. 
We wanted that simplicity to reflect the peace and seclusion we wanted to offer on our resort. So we intentionally uh, wanted our guests to feel uh, to feel by themselves in nature with a beautiful forest and minimal distractions on that landing page um, from too many words or buttons or links. For selling our experience and what we do, we, we define glamping early on in the homepage since many still aren't sure what that is. And then we have a button to quote unquote reserve now. To make it personal, we go on to explain our brand of glamping, which we've talked about in the show uh, in every opening for the first 10 episodes. And we have a link to meet your hosts or meet Melissa and I, uh, again, to make it personal. And then finally, to demonstrate some credibility, uh, we, we show some of the publications we've appeared in. And also, we have an active uh, gallery of our recent social media posts to show that Things are happening recently. There's nothing worse than going to a website and seeing a blog or uh, some publication that hasn't recently appeared in the past year. Uh, it's like, why is that still there if, if you're not keeping it up? So in accomplishing these four goals, we wanted to avoid being too wordy and give teasers to other aspects of our site, like our store and our events calendar. We wanted to show many aspects of our site on the home page, but we knew if we presented too much, we'd risk our visitors getting scroll fatigue and bouncing from our site. Uh, so we knew that we could link out to other pages from our home page by, by doing those teasers and keeping it from being too wordy. And that's really a great segue to some of the other pages we wanted to include. Uh, we've all seen websites uh, that are just a single page, but I'd argue it's really difficult to design a single page website for a glamping resort or a campground. There's just too much to cover. Um, so besides that home page, we felt these pages were really important to include and also maybe really obvious, uh, but we had to have a page for booking or reserving stays. Uh, we wanted to have the about page uh, or about us, meet your hosts that we talked about earlier a contact us page, and a page for describing what to expect on the resort. That one we thought was, was really important. Uh, people are generally booking the first time uh, and want to know what to expect. So uh, as I mentioned, we included those additional four pages. Some other pages, maybe not so obvious, but still important to us, were uh, a community page, a page for guest reviews, our blog, uh, and we had an in the news page that kind of expanded on some of the publications our business had shown up in, and our online store page, what we called the Mitten Market. And we'll probably expand on those in a future episode. So that was our basic outline for the website content and its organization. Uh, if you've been on our site recently, you'll notice we've made many additions and plenty of changes and that's really to be expected uh i don't really feel a website should be static uh, we don't expect to set it and forget it um and that's including as as easy as it can be to forget about it with so many other things happening around your business we've had uh, new website ideas and features since our first iteration we've received helpful feedback from others 
and we've revisited our site periodically and decided it could benefit from tweaks and adjustments. Uh, we keep note of things uh, that we want to change and periodically sit down and make those changes. And uh, we'll spend an upcoming episode or two discussing some of the additions we've made to our website and the reasoning behind them. But uh, right now, back to our starting point earlier this year. We had our website outline put together. And as we discussed in episodes five and six of our podcast, we had our company name, mission, vision, and brand kit. We should have had really everything we needed to start building our website. So uh, I sat down on multiple occasions to work on it, but I was paralyzed. There were so many cool features in different directions that, that I thought I could take. And this website was really going to be our baby, our, our, well, maybe not our biological child, but it was our baby. It was important. And I wanted it to be perfect, uh, a perfect reflection of our vision for the business. So after several attempts to get it stood up, I decided it was best to hire a professional. I contacted someone who had built the second iteration of our church website. I gave him the outline. He gave me a quote, and I decided this was definitely the solution to my paralysis. Uh, we went back uh, and forth a couple times, accounting for feedback that I had given him, and he made adjustments. And then our first website, uh, besides the one that was just a sign-up page for our newsletter, uh, was launched, and that was in May of this year. And as I said, it's been constantly evolving and hopefully improving since then. Once the site was turned over to me, I got to work adding on additional pages and features and really just polishing it uh, to something that we're very proud of today and still taking feedback on. So we'll plan to talk more about our website in the next episode, especially the additions we've made since our, our first version of it. Uh, but that's all we have to cover for today. You can submit requests for future episodes at mittengetaways.com slash reach out or via email at glampers at mittengetaways.com. The Mitten Minute, our glamping journey, is produced by Woodall's Campground Magazine and is sponsored by Outdoor Alliances. All of the Mitten Minute episodes are available at mittengetaways.com slash minute. If you get a chance, visit mittengetaways.com slash subscribe to sign up for our monthly newsletter and follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us, and I hope you have a great week.